the Paragon 7 Studios. You are listening to the Lounge J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. I'm reading this from the execusearchgroup.com. Talking a little bit about corporate America today. Five signs you're ready for a promotion at work. So I'm putting on my vice president hat. As you look ahead, in your career, one of the target objectives may be putting yourself in line for a promotion at work. While there are a few simple ways to show your manager that you're aiming for a promotion, how do you know if you're truly ready for the increased responsibilities and higher expectations of a new role? I'm gonna pause there. A lot of times people wanna get a promotion and they want more money and they want a bigger title and I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of mentoring people and preparing them for promotions. I'm not. I don't, people generally don't do well. I didn't do well at times where I was promoted because somebody left and I was the next person in line, but I hadn't been trained properly. I was able to thrive, but I had to work like 90 hours to do it to catch up. I'm like, man, I could, I wish that I'd had some help. I wish that I'd had somebody propelling me because when you work, if you're trying to work your way up the corporate ladder and you're working 90 hours a week, you're eventually going to have a physical and mental breakdown. It is inevitable. You only can burn the candle at both ends for so long. And then you're going to have problems. Not to mention the damage that can be done with your family and your spouse, your partner. One thing that that I've seen the older I get, I see people that make a lot of money, very successful, got to the C-suite. People in sales, people making three, four, five hundred K a year, driving driving $100,000 cars, living in seven-bedroom houses with pools and fire pits and Bermuda grass, having a chef, having a maid, all of that stuff. But you haven't spent any time with your children in years. You haven't spent any time with your spouse. And I see, I know so many people that are in the C-suite, and this is from my health plan experience, people in the C-suite been divorced twice. Reprehensible relationships with their spouse. Bitter divorces. And you got to find that sweet spot between reaching your career goals and making the money that you want. But do you want to be a slave to your career? Because I can speak from personal experience. I was a slave to my career at time, and I have no problem saying that. I was making good money. But I didn't enjoy any of the, the the fruits of my labor because I was working 80, 90 hours a week or traveling. I was on a plane. I was living out of a suitcase. I was driving around to provider groups, living in hotels. And is it worth it to not spend that time with your family? Because your, your time with your family is only finite. Money comes and money goes. Houses come and they go. Cars come and they go. I had, I loved my Range Rover. I had a Range Rover. The, the timing belt went out. 
I upgraded to something else. It's just a car. And when the car that I have now, when that dies, I'll 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 probably downgrade. Well, not downgrade. I'm I'm definitely not. I'm not messing with gas no more. So the next car is gonna be a Tesla X. I'm done with gas. Gas is a is a is a sucker's a scam. But you got to figure that out as you as you map out your career and what you want to do. And if you have a good boss, a good mentor, a good company, they're going to work with you and help you map those things out. One of the things I found out when I was a vice president, when I was in healthcare system at Blue Cross and I was a vice president, I loved doing the analytics. I loved talking to my staff. I loved motivating. I loved trying to figure out how I can help people get promoted. But you know what I didn't love? I didn't like going to Gala's on Friday night and putting on a tux. I didn't like that. Especially in Phoenix, it's 110 degrees outside. Last thing I wanted to do after working 80 hours that week was go to another event on a Saturday morning or some golf tournament when I'm not a great golfer or to have to, to show my face at the, the heart walk for women's health, go red. Not that I don't support that, but I'm like, yo, I just worked 90 hours this week. I got to get up on Saturday morning at 7 a.m. and be downtown in Phoenix for the go red walk. That's not something I wanted to do. If you want to be C-suite, if you want to be a CEO, you got to do that stuff. In fact, that's more of your job than actually sitting at your desk presiding over meetings. So these are five things that if you are heading towards that route and you are in line for a promotion, these are five things that can kind of verify that. First and foremost, you can carry out current tasks with little effort. I knew I was ready for a promotion when I was at Community Health Plan in Seattle. For those listening on Kixie, 8.80 a.m., I knew I was ready for a promotion because my typical, at the time, you come in, you're working 60, 70 hours a week. By the time I had been there year three, I was only working 25 hours a week. I had mastered everything. I had automated everything. I was spending, literally, I was spending half of my day, because we were just starting Lance J Show. I was spending half of my day doing promos for the Lance J Radio Network. Like, I was putting together, I used to put together these recreations of hip-hop albums. Like, I put my face on the Nas album cover for Illmatic. And I put my face on the, on the Biggie Smalls Ready to Die album cover. I was, just, I was just in my office listening to music, playing video games on my phone, still very productive because I was bored. So that's, that's one sign. Are you able to complete these tasks in a short period of time? And that means that you're ready to handle a much heavier workload. The second task is if you have a good boss, they don't let you fritter away because they want to give you more responsibilities. So the second thing is, are you getting more work and more responsibilities? If someone's saying, hey, would you like to come to these additional meetings? Would you like to be on this task force? Would you like to be on the diversity and inclusion council? Would you like to be on this subcommittee? You're getting more tasks. You're, you're getting ingratiated to your peers. You're asked to work on important projects, special projects, mission critical type stuff. Number three, people come to you with questions. I knew that I was getting better at what I did. When I would go to provider groups as a representative to talk about clinical operations, to talk about contracting, but I wasn't in charge. I was at the management director level. 
But I would I would drive out rather it was to Okanagan, Washington, or Tucson, Arizona, or Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'd be going to these places. And people would ask me high level questions that were above my pay grade, but it showed that they trusted me. And that made me feel like I was ready for a promotion because you build the trust. They say, well, James, can you help us out? We got a problem. We got a dilemma. We can't get the VP or the SVP on the phone. Can you help us? Which is great. People come to you with questions. Rather, it's your peers. Rather, it's people from other departments. People know that you are the subject matter expert and can help them with any issues that are forthcoming. And that's a great feeling. Number four you actively look for professional development opportunities. Now, I say this all the time. I remember when Anita Adams, CEO of Howard Hospital System in Washington, D.C., came on the show. If you want to get promoted, you want to be a C-suite, you want to be a director, you want to be a VP, whatever you want to do, you want to have an opportunity to own your own business, you're going to have to do work that's not in your job description. One thing that made me really, really angry is when people would come to me and they wanted a path to promotion, I'd say, well, here are some things that we can work on. And they get started into it. But a couple of months in, they say, well, you know, this isn't really my job description. Well, it's not in my job description to give you a promotion. I'm trying to introduce you to other things so you can develop additional competencies. Now, a good boss gives a timeline. They say that, hey, you're about six months away from promotion. You're a year away from a promotion. Or, as I've said to people before, I can't promote you here. I don't have the FTE for a high level job, but I can set you up for a promotion and then encourage another department to pick you up or even another company to pick you up. Cause I have no problem with somebody leaving my health plan and going to another health plan. Then I have an ally or go to a vendor, but you should be actively looking, not passively looking. You should be actively looking for professional development. If I had a nickel for every person that has worked under me that was kind of in analytics, they did not want to learn Excel. They did not want to learn Access. They did not want to learn Tableau. They were too lazy at times. I'm not saying everyone was lazy, but I had people that was flat out too lazy to learn it. Well, if you learn how to, to do Excel and if you learn, if you went to an Excel class, because I'm offering to pay for it, I'm happy to pay for it. I'm happy to pay for you to get more certificates. That's my job. It's to empower you. If you're not willing to put in the time and the energy, why should I promote you? That made me angry. When I when I poured into people financially and offered to, to send them to classes and stuff, well, you know, we got stuff going on. It's, you know, I have some other priorities. Other priorities are fine. As I said, to start this conversation, your family is more important than what's going on at work. Your religious beliefs are more important than what's going on at work. But you have to be able to juxtapose if you want to move up. You've got to put in the time. You've got to put in the energy. And if you're not willing to do that, you're going to stay where you are. You're going to get passed over by people. And finally, you're getting praise from senior leadership. Working on a project where you do an outstanding job, if you have a speech, really preparing and knocking out that speech. Being the best that you can. Impressing because when your boss and their boss invests in you and you look good, it makes them look good. And unfortunately, a lot of times it's about making your boss look good. So those are the, those are the top five things. It's, um, I think that it's important for leadership to, to have your back and to tell you where you're performing well to where you have opportunities to grow. I know that I had some fantastic bosses 
Um, shout out to Darren Weathers, who's at Blue Cross with me at Arizona, and Chuck Sowers. They they gave it to me straight. They're like, James, you're really good at these things. You need to improve here. And I and I I was deliberate about getting better and and growing. And if you want to if you want to grow and you want to have a successful career. You got to balance it between your family life. You got to balance it between the people that you report to. And it really, everybody, everybody has to swim upstream together. Everybody has to work together because you can't get into an imbalance or it's going to affect your personal life, your, your professional life, and your spiritual life. Paragon 7 Studios. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Ate off like the assassin, now I'm blasting, I'm taking over. Stick you for your blue range rover. I told you, Rampage, your real life soldier. Been in the game since the age of 13. James Lewis. Dwelling south of the Hudson, New Jerusalem in seclusion. Uh, Using fake pseudonyms, yeah. I'm true bad. Mine travels like a schizo with two tabs with do-rags hanging from my pocket. Huh. What, boy? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.